something we've talked about a lot, something we want to talk about with our next guest, Dan Orlovsky. He joins us each and every Wednesday here on Jones and Mego with Arcan on WEEI. He's on the Harbor One Hotline, and he's brought to you by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. How are we doing this week, Dan? I'm doing really good. How are you? We're doing well. We've been uh, reacting to your uh, comps for some of these top quarterbacks in the draft, and I found it interesting. And you tell me if I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth and, and uh, uh, representing you accurately. You compared Jaden Daniels to C.J. Stroud. You compared Drake May to Josh Allen, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, why the comps, and, and which prospect do you like better, assuming Caleb Williams goes one? Yeah, so with, with Jaden Daniels – and. I haven't really watched a ton of these guys yet. Um, I've called a couple of their games, so this is very early on in the process. For Jaden, when I said CJ, it was more twofold in relation to just some of the traits, not necessarily the player in and of itself. One, as much as I've seen so far, he's probably the best pocket passer in the draft just due to can absolutely stroke it from the pocket. I think Penix is going to be in that conversation as well from Washington. But just when it comes to standing in the pocket, just like CJ was, and just pure passing with the, with the touch throws, with the throwing guys to open windows and the placement of the ball, from what I've seen so far, Jaden reminds me of CJ in that regard. And then his throwing motion. I'm, I've said this for years. I'm always – a big natural throwing motion of person. I, I've long thought you watch guys throw it either. Some people were the kid that picked up the ball when they were one and a half, two years old and they threw it and everyone said, well, you don't look like everybody else. So I think he's got a very natural and tight throwing motion like CJ. So that was that in regards. And then for Drake, Big Ben, I, I've said Big Ben since the, I, I call it Drake's, um, I think, second game in college football, maybe. He is mountain of a man, six foot four, 230. He's going to be 245, 250 by the time he gets to the NFL and plays. Freak athlete, um, creative playmaker, difficult to bring down, uh, very raw talent, but has played a ton of snaps, just like Ben did in college. So when you say he's a very a raw talent, but he's played a ton of snaps in college, how I guess how do you compute those two? Like he's yeah, a, what what yeah. when you say raw, I feel like when people say raw, it's a nice way of saying there's some rough edges that need to be sanded out here at the pro level. So what does that mean? Yeah, that's accurate. You know, I, I would I say the best thing that Patrick Mahomes' parents ever did for him was not get him private coaching. You could tell Patrick just had this very raw talent where it was if you took the person out of the game and just put them in someone's backyard they look the same you know when they're playing just pick up football so it's more of like a mechanic reference you know Patrick mechanical reference Patrick was it was not mechanically sound in in much of a way coming out of school but just had this incredible ability to have um, you know physical like space feel, uh, arm angle, uh, back foot, you know, the, the throwing motion and the movements were very just God-given, and Drake has that. There are mechanical flaws. Like, you, he's sloppy with his mechanics at times, just like Patrick was, and just like Josh Allen was, and just like Big, bun, Big Ben was. There's sometimes of a, you know, like, hey, I, I want you to just throw the ball like the guy, like no one's around you rather than, like, feeling you have to, you know, turn your hip open and, and sidearm slingshot of things. So, you know, when I say raw talent, it's more of a positive reference, but understanding 
when you take a guy that high and you expect him to be a, a superstar, you are going to have to clean some of that up eventually as his career gets going. Refresh my memory. You're you're big on a quarterback sitting in year one, correct? Um, I always say, you know, if they have a skill and or trait or multiple that allow them to survive, you play them, and then you hope that that skill and or trait allows them to thrive. Um, now, the situation always is always different. Um, if that person is mentally capable of going out there and getting their teeth kicked in on a weekly basis and failing and failing and failing and not negatively impacting them, I do think there's benefits to it. I've also watched for 25 years and seen what Green Bay has done, and I think there's a lot of credence to that. So, um, you know, I watch obviously Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, so I think there 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 are benefits you know on either side. So, are any of these guys ready to play year one? And, and when I say these guys, really the top three: Williams, May, and uh, and Jaden Daniels. Who's ready to play year one, if any of them, in your view? Um, you're yeah, probably Caleb because of his creativity. I, you know, it's playing rookie, uh, playing quarterback as a rookie in the NFL is like being a parent. You know, no one's ever ready, but the baby's coming, dude. So you better figure it out. <laughs> I, you know, that's, you know, you know, I've, you, everyone's had kids or most people have, Hey, you know, here, you've been here for 18 hours. Now you go home. So, um, you know, you're never ready. That's why I say you got to have a skill or a trait that allow you to survive because you're just trying to stay afloat as a young kid. And so Caleb's got some jaw dropping, outstanding, you know, creative playmaking talent that is pretty unique and it'll allow him to survive. Um, you know, but you know, a, a lot of guys struggle, obviously. CJ's an anomaly in many ways. So, um, you know, it's it's all – you know, what's been lost in C.J. Stroud in, in, in Houston is, like, his offensive line was awesome this year. So, if you got a really good offensive line, Dak Prescott, 2016 Cowboys, play him. Okay, well, the Patriots don't have any tackles right now signed to <laughs> the roster, so they're off to a good start. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> so, uh, your colleague at ESPN, Mel Kuyper, he had his mock draft that sent a lot of waves through at least the media around us yesterday because he had Jaden Daniels. Uh, fall. I, sorry, going yeah. to number two and then Drake May down at three. What do you attribute Jaden Daniels' climb to outside of obviously him being the Heisman winner? Yeah, I think number one, there's a great appreciation in the NFL for what the SEC conference is, and that's across the board at any position. But when you go play quarterback in that conference and you play the way that he did, in a I'm the best player on the field every single week feeling that stands out to NFL guys. And I think once he settled in with some of the talent that was around him and the way that he played, I mean, they would have been in the, you know, college football playoff if not for their defense just being awful this year. And so um, I, I think the appreciation for the way that he went and played and produced uh, the physical talent that he has, I mean, he is a six foot, I think six foot four, 210 pound very wiry athlete. I think once you pop on his tape, like everyone, I promise you, this is what you're going to hear. Everyone's going to go, wow, I didn't know he was that good of a thrower. You know, and it was a little bit like that with Lamar coming out of college. Um, and I think you're going to hear that a lot with Jaden is while you see the jaw, you know, the really electrifying runaround athletic plays, he is going to shock people with how good of a thrower of the football he is before we let you go we got to get in our requisite bill belichick question 
Last week when we talked to you, it seemed like Atlanta was a done deal. Uh, right now, they're at least on the outside looking in. You tell us appears to be a holdup. What what is the the holdup and the hesitation yeah. it feels with Bill in Atlanta and the league in general? He's had two interviews. They were both with the Falcons. Nobody else. Yeah, I feel like it's really what I've said since the jump of this. It's Coach Belichick, so obviously he commands that type of thought process about him. One. How much power does he actually want when it comes to shaping the roster, both decision-making, draft, agency, final say, and how much is a team willing to give up of that? You know, that, that, that's a massive part of that. And then two, who's his offensive coordinator? Probably, like, probably McDaniels. Okay, but we don't know that. I mean, I, I, at least I haven't heard that, so I don't know publicly is that, if that's been shared. And so, you know, if, if Josh McDaniels is his offensive coordinator, maybe teams are like, well, we don't, I, we don't want that. We, I, I watched that offense in, in Las Vegas perform better after he got fired. So, you know, I, it's, it, there's a lot of tentacles that are attached to that. So maybe it's, hey, we want you. We don't want Josh McDaniels. Maybe we want something newer and fresher. Or, hey, we're, we're going to trade for this quarterback, and this is the system we need. So I, I think those are two huge questions that have been at the forefront of this, and I don't know if they've been answered. All right, he is Dan Orlovsky of ESPN. He joins us every Wednesday here on Jones and Mego on WEEI. Check out his work on ESPN. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Dan Orlovsky7. Dan, we appreciate the time. We'll talk soon. Thanks, guys. All right, Dan Orlovsky as all our guests on the Harbor One Hotline. That was interesting. He just said it. I don't know if that's been publicly shared about Josh McDaniels. Interesting. Uh, number two, when it comes to some of those prospects, I, I'd play the guy year one I'm well established on this and you know for every Patrick Mahomes who sat or Jordan Love who sat I can give you a CJ Stroud you know I can give you uh, plenty of guys who played in year one if it wasn't right away Josh Allen Lamar Jackson Dak Prescott had a great year he was a fourth rounder who played day one day one never missed a start I don't think Herbert Justin Herbert played week two they planned to sit him I think he's a great example of a guy who they didn't think was ready turned out he was that's why I gave him to you yeah and so it's not like he hasn't uh, or he's won anything, he hasn't. And Patrick, but do you doubt that he's a starting quarterback in the league? No, right. And it's like I, I think, I think the Chiefs were morons for sitting Mahomes. People use that as like a great example. Like, oh wow, look at what they got out of Patrick Mahomes. If they played Patrick Mahomes in year one, they'd be in seven straight AFC title games. They might have a third Super Bowl already. Is how I view it. And there's no way to prove that. But that's how I. They were idiots for waiting a year for Mahomes and playing one more year with Alex Smith, who you were never going to win with so i'd play these guys year one it doesn't mean you need to play them game one i'd have some flexibility there i'd play them game one but if you're telling me it's week seven you know lamar played like week 11 after the bye week and turned the ravens from a non-playoff team into a playoff team his rookie year like if you're telling me you want to wait till the middle of the year or the bye week fine we can talk they should be playing year one especially when they're drafted that high i don't need them sitting for three or four years jordan love probably could have played last year he's probably ready last year he's probably ready two years ago 617-779-7937. Uh, we'll get into this. I want to react to how he looks at some of the prospects because I find that interesting. And also, a little bit of breaking news uh, recently here from Tom Pelissero at the NFL Network. Mike Vrabel is meeting with Arthur Blank, his second interview with the Falcons, which we knew. He also has another meeting lined up. We'll tell you where that is Ooh. and what could be going on with Mike Vrabel next.